Good morning slash good evening to you. Are we starting yet? <laughs> yes. Surely that can't be This the is intro. episode 143 by my count. And uh, it's another one of those time zone, time zone warp. I, let's try that again. It's one of those time warp episodes where I'm, I'm talking to someone from the future. Um, hi, James. Got James Charlton from Japan here. Hi. Shall I tell you which uh, stocks and shares to buy and sell? Uh, sell Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> now. No comment. Then buy it when it's at its low. But, uh, yeah, we, welcome back, man. Hey, yeah, it's been a while, I think. I actually don't know the last episode I was on. I don't either, but I'm calling you from the land of Daiso. <laughs> yes, indeed. We both live in countries with Daisos. Fact. That, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that until before this podcast. That's right, yeah, man. You can just move out here when you're done. There. <laughs> yes. Just like home. <laughs> Just like home. Uh, it can be if you really want it to be, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm just, I'm Japanese now. That's it. Actually, I was looking back um, just before we started uh, recording. I actually was interested to know what my first um, radio trivia was, like as co host. And it was episode 40, a uh, long way back, 2008. Yeah, that would have probably been a couple of weeks after I went to Japan. Oh, was that right? Yeah. My guess, based on the date. 2008, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I was on quite a few podcasts after that, because I was... Well, you, you were in the correct time zone for me, <laughs> <laughs> unlike today. Who we got? Uh, this guy looks all right. Yeah, this guy's in the same time zone. He'll Let's do, do it. <laughs> well, it was before the Famicast, so it's like I, like I knew one person in Japan. Yeah, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I wasn't recording any podcasts at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So James goes way back on this uh, podcast. Thanks for uh, joining us. No problem. Uh, Always a pleasure to be on. It's not as easy these days to have you on. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> I, I don't even know how we did it back in the in the in the day, but <laughs> somehow. Sorry. Well, yeah, because we're in the time zone, time, same time zone, of course. God, yeah, we could do it any time <laughs> we wanted to. <laughs> Just call me up the same day. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Podcast? Why well, not? I don't know about that because there is some prep time involved in the show. But, uh, it, there is. Too far okay, off. okay. I thought, but, I thought it was just not, a template. I wouldn't know because, like, the last two episodes, like, other people have done all the prep. But uh, ah, yes, Jonesy. <clears throat> it wasn't so uh, easy this time. Jonesy mixing with the formula there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, can, you can yell at him for that. You can play him by the book. We'll let him we off. are playing fun. by the book this time. So, <laughs> uh, as a reminder, it's five games, three songs per game. All of the games have come out in North America because that's the center of the universe. And, uh, <laughs> Another thing, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's your job to figure out the game based on the music we play. Yeah, very rarely that's that um, that throws me, doesn't it? When it's like a North American only game or some a game that you know I just didn't play, but it was popular in North America. But rarely. Yeah, you know, I, I like trolling you. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. You need some of your own medicine. And if it's a retro, well, no, we don't do Japanese games, right? So we're good there. Unless it's a special episode. Yeah, unless Greg, unless Greg's on. <laughs> I think we've done a all Japanese release once before, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong there. Maybe that was all PAL region. 
Okay, well, were you saying all the ones that you did when you were in Japan, it wasn't one of those episodes? I don't think so. That would have made a lot of sense, but anyway. (laughs) I would assume I actually played Japanese-only games when I was out there. Um, All right, let's get started here (laughs) with the first game. Uh, You can tell I'm cranky because it's early in the morning. Too much preamble. Let's get on with it. classic <laughs> in some parts of the world anyway uh i guess so i don't know man i woke up to a twitter feed of someone <laughs> at a hatsune miku yeah you're not uh, far off <laughs> with that really. yeah uh Thank you. 
I think most people who've played this game will have will know it from the first song. We're, we're starting kind of <laughs> easy, I easy. guess. Yeah. I, um, I, I really am uh, using this game as a, out of a favor <laughs> to you know to you, you know. Um, <laughs> That's almost giving it away. <laughs> you want to read the question, James? Okay, here is your hint question. Uh, before, the before the final character designs were decided upon, what type of animal was used instead? Doesn't make me want to play it. What? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the vocal minority dissenting. I, I, I can't stand this game, and for, <laughs> partly for personal reasons. But <laughs> for um, what reason? Personal reasons? Well, I, I hate almost every shooter, even ones um, I recognize are good. I, 
I'm bad at them, and I don't enjoy playing them. I don't want to even try to get good at them, uh, even this game. Okay. I, so I, this game is you. what convinced me that there will never be a, a shooting game that I will like. That is true. If you don't like this, then that's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is, of course, uh, Splatoon, um, which is probably one of my favorite Nintendo games of this decade. Um, and yeah, like I'm kind of like you. You know, I'm not really a shooter guy. You know, on one of the kind of recent episodes of the Famicast, I talked about me playing Call of Duty, and it was just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm sure I'd, I'd like this more than Call of Duty, but I, <laughs> I really just could not get into this game. I, I tried it several times at E3 and once or twice at friend's house, and just. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it is the style, but like it can't just be the style because you know that that wouldn't make you want to keep playing the game again and again. So I think yeah, the controls they really nailed the controls. I think the um, the motion controls really really help. Um, and you know, there's lots of kind of snobs you know who play it and then say, oh, I'm going to turn off the motion controls, you know. And then they suddenly realize that they're getting their asses handed to them. Um, by people who are using motion controls, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it really works well. Because um, it's, it's always something that I've, I've, I've I have had trouble with. Um, I don't know about you, but like you know the the second analog stick, you know, quickly moving that, you know, to like yeah, make sure, I'm no, just not I, good at that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind motion controls when they're used well. I, I don't think that the motion controls ever really bothered me when I tried this game out. It's just I'm. I'm so bad at strategy in these kind of games, and you know, I, I probably would get better if I or, or find a niche if I played it long enough. I just, I, I have no compelling interest to, in playing it. And part of it's not the the style of the game aesthetically really does not speak to me personally. Um, in fact, I, I had a lot of trouble finding songs I actually liked from this game. Uh, a lot of the songs are a little more like. Uh, that third song, although I, that one was kind of tame. There's a lot of songs that are, well, I don't know what genre you call it, but there, there's a very dissonant, harsh Japanese pop culture you know, song style yeah. that you're starting to hear more and more in anime too. And it just, it, it's, it gives me a physiological response of revulsion. And uh, that's really interesting because you know. You know, listeners of the podcast will well know that you know J-pop also brings me out in hives. Um, you know. I I don't mind the traditional J-pop as much, depending on just how sugar sweet it is. It's too you know there is a line you can cross there. But I think this kind of defies any genre. Um, the music. I mean, it's almost like its own genre kind of thing for me, anyway. Really? And I didn't play songs that are what I'm talking about, really. But it's a lot of the songs I think that are in the and the various battle modes actual in action like the song that they featured most prominently on on like the the ding, reels ding, promoting ding, it ding, ding, ding. yeah that song yeah. uh <laughs> I, i'm sorry that probably that song probably as much as anything is what turned me off of this game I th- yeah you, you do see a lot of the songs repeat as well if you're playing it a lot like there aren't that many tracks and they did add them in a, like a, one of the updates they did add you know several new tracks um, have you listened to any of the single-player music? I probably have. I mean, I went through the entire soundtrack choosing songs, so I mean, there's, there's probably yeah. stuff in there that I liked. More. I mean, that is just just mental. I mean, you, you can't even begin to describe that kind of music. Like, the, 
the eff- the the sounds and the effects they use in it, and the, just the instrumentation is just so bizarre. It's just you know kind of amazing to listen to it. It's like who thought of this? You know, that's all you think of. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of alluded to this, but there's kind of like a Vocaloid thing going. I don't know if it's actually you know Vocaloid type stuff or whether it's, it's kind of. It a, is actually there is a actually... Rayman Lum thing where they're speeding up voices. Um, oh, I'm not sure if it's that or if it's Vocaloid, but yeah, I've, there there are videos of the the two girls who sing sing in quotation marks um, yeah. the songs. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there is there is a real voice there, behind there it. There was a live show for that too, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think that was actually live. I think that's just pre-recorded tracks from the game. To be honest, <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. You know the, the live crowd. <laughs> yeah, live crowd. Yeah. Oh god. It's almost like yeah, uh, it's just like a playlist from the from the game, which is um. That's horrible. Which is kind of you know what they're doing with the recently announced um, amiibos. You know the Kali and Marie amiibos are just going to basically activate a, a, a sound test <laughs> in essence you know which is kind of bizarre Make it stop yeah this has gone too far yeah. and unfortunately one of my predictions is that we'll have a sequel for nx launch which isn't good news for me but it's good news for other people that's sequel, that's uh, yeah, sequel it's not update. news this is my prediction yeah. but uh I, it, it seems like the timing's about right you know they're going to make some sort of sequel. Yes, um, I, it just it's, it seems like it's a it's a good fit. It's definitely taken Japan by storm. I mean, it, you just really you can't escape. You know, some form of Splatoon merchandise in pretty much everywhere you go in Japan now. It's quite amazing. You know, even people yeah. who don't own Wii U's know about Splatoon, and they have you know a keychain or something about <laughs> something related to Splatoon. All the more reason for them to push in the sequel or to launch. Yeah. I don't think it'll be, maybe it's not a sequel, maybe it's a, like a DLC, you know, what do you call it, a super special edition or something like that, with extra bits in. Sure. Yeah. Like they're going to do with Smash, uh, apparently. Who knows? But yeah, either way, I'm very excited. Um, how- yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of games are essentially ported or also available if you own the new platform. It's it's kind of funny, like hearing the things that you dislike about the the game and the music. All things that I wholeheartedly are are on your side, but for some reason, this game gets around it, and and I just can't explain it. You know, like Vocaloid, J-pop. You know, you know, I just vomit (laughs) into a bucket when I hear it. But with this, it just kind of gets me hyped. You know, maybe it's just because I associate it with you know enjoying the game. Yeah, that's probably what it is. there, but, there uh, of... those songs aren't those songs aren't bad that I just played. Okay, that's why I chose them. Yeah. I don't really have any preference for any of the tracks. You know, they just they're in the background and they, they you know they, they, they get you hyped <laughs> when you're playing it, which is all they're supposed to do, I guess. You know, it's not like a you know a symphonic melody that you listen put in the CD in the car and listen to. <laughs> it's not like that. I'm sure someone does that in Japan. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would do it if I actually like the songs. I might, I might put the first one on, on my phone. Maybe. Anyway, we didn't answer the question here. Um, yeah, it's um, kind of interesting because one of the Iwata asks about Splatoon and they actually talked about the origins of the game. And uh, they mentioned that it went through several stages. It initially started off as a tofu. <laughs> kind of sliding around the, the <laughs> stages in this kind of black and white void, you know. I, I guess that's how the kind of the slippy, slidey thing came from. 
Um, but then they kind of they settled on rabbits for some reason. Um, so for a long time, oh, it was I know why. It's because Nintendo loves using rabbits when they don't know what else to use. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves rabbits. So yeah, um, for the longest time it was uh, uh, yeah rabbits, and then somebody just kind of said you know something didn't quite sit right you know. Uh, Ubisoft probably uh, <laughs> yeah. would have appreciated that. Raven Rabbits got on the phone. No, um, yes, so they finally decided on the Inklings. But yeah, for the longest time it was Rabbits, so that's the answer to the question. And it's a good spot to, uh, good uh, uh, Iwata asks on Splatoon, so it's worth a, worth a read. Um, cool. I just, I just like how original. And you know, also, for me, Nintendo kind of nailed, like, they've, they've convinced you know, me, a non-shooter fan, to, to like a shooter game, which is... It's only Nintendo could do that. <laughs> Going on to the next game here. Yeah, I'm in the dark from now on. <laughs> so that's my one point. if you heard like half of that song it's a very stereo song and i don't know how skype is handling that uh not my stereo on my end no no but I, i'm wondering if like it's uh like only pulling the left channel or something and not um, mixing it down it's impossible for me to know <laughs> having never heard yeah. this song before <laughs>
I got vibes of like Super Mario Land end credits theme there. Yeah, I just kind of like that. I didn't think of that. But it's not Super Mario Land. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Yeah. that. So here's your question, James. Okay, here we go. The various versions of this game are known by what alternate name in Japan? Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> like, I should know that. <laughs> okay. can't decide if the the palette is that the word you use the musical palette for uh, <laughs> is a game boy one or not um but i actually have no idea what this game is <laughs> i couldn't tell you well, this is a listener request from well i don't know how to pronounce the name i don't know if it's aunt wickland or 
or Auntie Wicklund or Aunt Wicklund or I, I'm sorry, and I I don't or ma'am. I, <laughs> but this is a listener request from. Uh, we'll go with Aunt Wicklund. I like that. This is Blades of Steel for the Game Boy. Oh, okay. So you you were on the right track there with it being a Game Boy game. Cool, that game. Yeah. Surprisingly different soundtrack from the NES version, which is what I'm familiar with. This is an ice skating game? Ice hockey game? Ice hockey. Ice hockey, right, yeah. yes. Um, it's a Konami ice hockey game. Uh, pretty good game, at least the NES version is. Um, and the Game Boy game seems to have a little bit more music to it. Um, the second song, which is, as far as I can fathom, the credits music, uh, is shared with the NES game, but... Uh, the other stuff you heard is, is unique to the Game Boy. Pretty cool game. I, as I recall, on least the NES, it's a better game than uh, that old uh, uh, Nintendo hockey or ice hockey uh, black box game, right. which uh, I was never that big a fan of. Um, I always found Blades of Steel to be better. It's a little more... I think it was an old, uh, an, um, a later NES game and a Game Boy game, so... It, a little more sophisticated, I think, and has these fights you can get into. I think uh, Billy Berghammer's uh, site founder, he's a big fan of Blades of Steel. I think he mentioned it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think when... Yeah, they... it's, it was a cool game back then. I'm not a hockey fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I really thought it was a good two-player uh, game back in the day. Just, uh, you know, because you, you could play it as a normal hockey game, and then you could, you know, you can just start a fight, and then it's <laughs> like a, a kind of a crude fighting game. And whoever loses uh, gets like put in the penalty box for sixty seconds or whatever, or sixty seconds, thirty seconds, whatever. Whatever. The game clock is was like super fast compared to real time. That's amazing. It's it's amazing to me that you know ice hockey. You know you just you can just fight. <laughs> At least you know you know yeah. British sports. You know fights do occur, but they're usually completely illegal and you know usually thrown off the pitch after that. You know. Well, you know, I don't, again, I don't really watch hockey. My impression is that it technically is against the rules to fight, but it's kind of encouraged. Right. That's kind of my impression. Maybe I'm wrong there. Right. Um, yeah, so this is known as uh, Konamik or Konamiku Aisu Haki in, uh, I don't know why. But <laughs> what is it, Konamiku? You, read, you must have it in English as Konamik. Okay. Uh, with a C at the end. Because uh, that's how it's written on the Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> weird. Uh, you, you think that Konami would be able to get the name of its company correct, but uh, yeah, ice hockey is not really a big thing in Japan. Um, ice skating is very big, uh, hugely popular. But I've never seen an ice hockey game on Japanese TV ever. Yeah, I think they probably just brought it over because they made it for U.S. and and Canada, and figured, well, you know, these other sports games that we've made are breaking even at least so let's bring it over in my guess because i'm pretty sure it came out first in north america probably never came out in europe if i had to guess mm, good question yes i did the only so yeah hence the trolling factor here for you right. um <laughs> <laughs> that's the tro- yeah the american sport that probably wasn't released in my country yeah and is unknown in the country that i live in at the moment yeah but yeah some good music, though. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the real reason I, I picked it. And I kind of guessed it was end credits music, and it was a Game Boy game, so I get some, you know, pity points. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, 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 
You weren't too far off there. Next game. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> oh, you want me to go on to the next song? Mic okay. check, mic check.
Wowzers. I don't think I really know what this game is yet, so hopefully this non-hint question will help me. Wow, how do we end up with two animal-themed questions in this podcast? <laughs> um, okay, well, here's your question. The alternate shape of your main vehicle looks suspiciously like which animal? Right. There's part of that theme, the last song, that mm-hmm. really sticks out, and it's like I'm, and I'm just trying to kind of like sing the rest of it in my head, but it's, it's kind of really hard to do that when the song is playing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, well, I chose that third song for a reason to mess with you. Ah oh, man, let me read that hint question again. That hint question kind of threw me as well. 
like from the first two, I was actually going to go. I was trying to think of like an epic third-party Wii U game. So I was like thinking maybe like Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2. I think we've used Bayonetta 2. Maybe Bayonetta 1. I don't know. But then you started talking about this vehicle, and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like it's not a third-person action game that I thought it would be. Ah oh, man, it's going to haunt me. But yeah, you're just going to have to put me out of misery. I don't know how you get so close and not get it, dude. It's Star Fox Zero, oh. which of course was made by Platinum, <laughs> um, or co-made by Platinum. Good lord! Um, yeah, ah, of course. The you're Star so Fox. close. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that third song does sound kind of like a Corneria, maybe the original Star Fox. But certainly um, riffs on on the new Corneria theme. Um, I was actually but, thinking um, Smash at one point. I was like, I think has that been in the Smash Brothers game. <laughs> yeah, that, that song, well, well, something similar to it has been in a Smash Brothers game. I haven't played Star Fox um, whatsoever. So. Oh man, you should check it out. I, I'm, I didn't realize just how much I was hankering for a new Star Fox game until I got this. I mean, I I, I knew I was pleasantly surprised with what I played at E3 last year, but damn, this this is right what I needed after being so pissed off at JRPGs. Um it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's not a perfect game by any stretch, but it's it's a good Star Fox game, and it it's kind of weird in that like the complaints are that it either hews too closely to Star Fox sixty four, which is sort of true in weird ways, but um, I don't see that as a complaint at all. It's, it's kind of like how um, like the new Star Wars Episode seven uh, it, it kind of riffs on on the original trilogy in a lot of ways which some people complain about that it does it too much right exactly right? <laughs> it, it it so i mean star fox zero um i mean the, the set pieces are often fairly similar but not entirely and, and it's always a little bit of a twist it's kind of like an alternate universe version of star fox 64 is how i could best describe it um be, there's lots and lots of illusions and, and sometimes it's like like, why did you bother to do this reference this way? It's like, you know, I guess I'd call that fan service, I guess. But, um, well, overall, it, it certainly feels fresh enough to me, especially with the new control scheme. Um, and it, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I, I don't know why anyone would go in there expecting for a long game. I mean, if, if they did that, then there'd be a lot of filler that everyone would hate. Um, so, uh, could it be better? Yeah. I mean, some of the alternate levels are, are kind of rehashes to some extent, but um, I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's something you should check out. And at least in the U.S., if you're not interested in Star Fox Guard, uh, I think it's only 50 bucks on the eShop, not 60 for uh, if you just want Star Fox Zero itself. Yeah. So I think that's the I think that's true for all regions. You can buy them separately. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it, it's. It's not a super long game, so it seems like a, a reasonable price. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know the new alternate modes for the vehicles are kind of cool. I like the chicken walker. Uh, they don't call it a chicken walker in the game, but it, it's a chicken or some sort of chicken, chicken-like dinosaur. Um, <laughs> I think I remember in one of the like interviews a, somebody said that to me and Martin. He's like, "No, it's not a chicken. Why would anyone think it's a chicken?" <laughs> he's kind of facetious there. The thing freaking flaps its wings. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I really like it, and I'm I'm certainly falling on the side of defending this game. It's uh, 
you know, don't don't let the motion controls dissuade you. I mean, that just like you were saying with Splatoon, where it, it really does kind of work. Um, this game does work. It, it may take a little while to get used to it, but uh, if you have an open mind, I think I think it justifies itself. The thing, the thing that I kind of wished that they'd done, and which could have, you know, extended its lifetime without needing to add extra levels, would be just something simple like online co-op. You know, like where you know three of your friends can control the other three guys, and you can just tackle levels together, or maybe even do the kind of like a, a horde mode type thing where you just kind of kill waves of enemies together and stuff like that. I think that would be a very easy thing to do, which would be a lot of fun. But well, they have the local co-op multiplayer, yeah, um, which I haven't <laughs> tried yet, but I could see issues with what you're proposing of having. You know, I can play as Peppy and you can play as Falco, and that. Um, the game is on rails for you know a lot of the levels, but you can adjust you know the, the speed at which you go through the level. I'm not sure how they would have accounted for that if you have multiple people that are playing. Well, it's the same for anything, isn't it? Like a FPS, so that has you know four player co-op. You know, people are running at different speeds and doing different things at different times. You know? Yeah, I could just see that getting really annoying. Cause I, I don't know what you would do. I mean, because the person that lead would trigger certain events. I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I just I don't think there would be an elegant way of resolving that. They've got some clever people at Nintendo. They can figure it out. It just kind of it just makes so much sense. Yeah, I mean it, it would work for the dogfight pieces maybe. I mean there's a lot of that all range in this game. The all range actually is pretty good in this game. There's a lot of it. Um, I mean some people probably don't think there's too much of it, but I I think it makes sense given the new controls. Um, and it, it's certainly. Uh, a lot more fun than all ranged in 64 games. They don't have any so. four-player modes whatsoever, do they? Like local. I don't think so. Which, uh, yeah, okay. Some people can harp on that. Right? Back in the day, it was. You know, <laughs> it wasn't that good any on the 64. Yeah. So right. I mean, they had it in Star Fox 64 for 3DS, and uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, good game. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're liking it. <laughs> good music too yeah i'd like to hear more of that actually the, the second song i played really reminds me of like space mountain from disneyland <laughs> okay. um, i don't know it's, i guess it's they really got the spacey thing going down there yeah which came first i'm not sure the chicken walker or the egg hello is this thing on it's on <laughs> i'm just not laughing <laughs> next
So that was sufficiently dank after, you know, super uh, epic, mm -hmm. fast music from Star Fox. Yeah. I muted myself there, didn't I? Yeah, next song. Anytime. I guess it's the next song. continues that's that's not my guess by the way that's that's just a comment the dank <laughs> that's not a bad guess the dank what's the uh, hint question i got no idea this entry bucks the trend for this series by instead featuring what kind of combat gameplay
Okay. I don't think you're going to get this one, James. Just saying. You know, historically, on all the episodes I've been on, there's always been a Castlevania game, and I've not really played any Castlevania games. <laughs> and this sounds a bit like a Castlevania game. The first two tracks did anyway. Um, but that's probably wrong, but, you know, whatever. So you're going with some random Castlevania game? <laughs> yeah, some random Castlevania game that I have never played. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is some other random game you've never played. Uh, okay. It's uh, Heroes of Mana for the DS, requested okay. by Disco Stew, one of the inexplicably many games in the Second Dead Setsu slash Something of Mana right. series. Blank of <laughs> Mana. I guess blank. I have blank. played Secret of Mana. Yeah, yeah I, I have too. I, you know, I, I guess I mildly enjoy Secret of Mana, uh, but there have been a heck of a lot more games in that series released in subsequent years. Uh, I'm not sure if any of them have been terribly highly regarded since then. So, uh, were those first two tracks from like um, caverns or something, some underground level or something? I don't know. I, what? Well, <laughs> okay. I don't think so. Uh, but uh, maybe. Okay, got no info on this. I mean, the third one certainly sounded Yoga, like Yoko Shimomura, which is who composed the entire soundtrack here. Um, very kind of by the numbers, Yoko Shimomura, I have to add. I, I mean, the, those songs are fine, but um, I feel like listening, you know, since I went through most of the soundtrack sucking songs, it, it, it felt kind of by the numbers, and I don't. There weren't that many songs that really stood out as uh, terribly memorable just uh, on their own merit. I think even Disco Stew basically says that he, he likes the soundtrack, but uh, the game itself is pretty shit. Uh, he, not, not in those words. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so do you know anything about this game? I, I know very little. What's the title again? Heroes of Mana. Heroes of Mana, okay. So, I mean, there was... Uh, there was at least one other Something of Mana DS game that was released in the same time frame. Uh, as well as a PS2 game that I think came out just like a few months before this game. So they, they were really trying to make this uh, series a, a big thing back in 2007 or whenever this came out. So this is all, the mana has always been the the second Densetsu, kind of the English title for yeah, those games? Yeah, pretty much. Well, except for when they called them like Final Fantasy something <laughs> or other. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. I don't know. Ask Yom about that. Yeah, this is a real-time strategy game, which oh, okay. is kind of weird for a sort of mana, heroes of mana, whatever, whatever you want to call the series. Um, and it sounds like it doesn't work very well. I mean, I was watching videos of it; it just seemed like I, I couldn't tell what was going on. And uh, reading a little bit about it, it seemed like one of the big complaints was was problems with the pathfinding, which. For, you know, if you're doing a real-time strategy game and your and your units aren't really routing themselves where you want them to go when you ask them to, sounds like a pretty big deal, um, big problem. So, and, and of course, it, it's I certainly don't think real-time strategy when I think Second Densetsu. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, the Japanese title was called Second Densetsu Colon. Heroes of Mana, so mm. <laughs> I guess they just abbreviated it for the English title. Okay. Well, <sighs> it just seems so <laughs> weird. I, I guess it's kind of commendable. There really weren't enough real-time strategy games for 
the touchscreen system. You, you would have thought there would be more on the DS. Yeah, that is strange, yeah. One of those things that you just kind of like, it's a given, but then this didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this happened. Uh, that sure happened, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think it's a good example of a real-time strategy game. And to be fair, I'm not sure how many Japanese-developed real-time strategy games uh, there are out there in general. So Right. Um, That's a good point. Oh, it's developed by uh, Browning Brown in yep. collaboration with Square Enix. Yeah, there's always like those romance of the Three Kingdoms um, series and stuff like that, but they're, they're kind of different though, aren't, aren't they? Th- are those like, real-time or are those turn-based? No, yeah, I think the turn-based are like, more like, yeah, they're like resource management-based things, but very, very complicated. Not really point-and-click point type stuff like uh, like this one is. I've never felt the urge to f- learn <laughs> anything about the romancing saga <laughs> yes. uh, suite of games. Maybe the other James would be a better better guy to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I think he somehow endures those games. I, I cannot imagine. <sighs> Alright, one last game here for, for James to have no idea about. Yeah. I'll, Getting I'll further be and further shocked, away. Sir, shocked if you can get this one. Brilliant. It's another listener request. That that last one was requested by Discos too. I don't know if I mentioned that before. You did. Possibly two or three times by now. Did I mention Discos 2 requested it? <laughs> yes, but don't advertise it. Discos <laughs> 2 does not advertise. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job of that either. <laughs> Discos 2 doesn't advertise. Paid for by Discos 2 for America. You should get those jackets made. Yep. 
think you're going to be right in the fact that I won't know this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I usually try to tailor these uh, playlists uh, to my host, like my co-host, but uh, I just couldn't be bothered this time. After, after the first game, you're like, nah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, I told you in the email, I said, you know, it's it's funny, you know, listening to my failings, so whatever. These are listener requests. Yes. I, I thought you might get Star Fox Zero. There's some good music in this game. Frenetic. Yeah. Here's your super helpful hint here. Hit me. According to the attract mode, what is Duke's hand-to-hand combat speciality? Specialty. Did he, did he say Duke? D-U-K-E? Duke. What is Duke's hand-to-hand combat specialty? Okay. <laughs>
Okay. So you said, I'll never ever get this. So it's going to be like some super American game that never raced in Europe, right? Oh, you're going you're gonna to figure this out based on that, huh? Is it? Okay. Well, it, unless that's a troll as well. <laughs> so, I don't know, something really American. Uh, it's not an American football game. <laughs> Sounds like an action game, so... <sighs> Definitely an NES game. Um, oh man, I have no idea. Freaking Last Action Hero or Rambo or something. <laughs> I have no idea. You're not going to guess anything? You're not, you can't win if you can't guess anything. Man. Okay, <laughs> I can't win. <laughs> okay, Rambo. How's that? You actually are really close, dude. This is G.I. Joe for the NES. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, dude, I was just, oh man, I'm just throwing random games out there. Yeah, okay. it's, it's... Well, yeah, that's probably even more American than Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> real American hero, man. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, this is this is a G.I. Joe NES game that seems pretty cool. I, I never played it as a kid, but I guess it was relatively popular, given the franchise was pretty popular. It's um was developed by some random... Japanese developer, and I, I'm not sure it was released anywhere except North America. It was uh, KID developed it, which they made a whole bunch of stuff apparently. A lot of it, like Bishojo, or however that's pronounced, oh. games. <laughs> okay. But uh, they also made Kickmaster, which I know we've used on this uh, show before. So, was it actually released in Japan, or was it just made in Japan? I think it was just made in Japan. Yeah, right, it's. Cause... At least according to Wikipedia, it was only released in North America, and uh, it's pretty cool because it's a it's a running gun shooter, very competently made from what I can tell. Um, nice artwork, um, you know, multiple pickups. You uh, choose up to I think three or four uh, characters uh, for a given mission. You can switch between them, amongst them at any time. And, one of those, one of those cool. Duke, <laughs> apparently. Yep, there's Duke and his front punch. And there's like snake eyes, and I don't really know G.I. Joe that well, but uh, I guess so, the staples. G.I. Joe was renamed as Action Man in the UK. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's an awesome renaming, man. Action Man, yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like generic action figure. It sounds like that, doesn't it? <laughs> Yes, it sounds like some sort of Stealth Park satire. I guess, yeah, because GI, I guess, has a lot of American connotations, right, which wouldn't really have would, gone down well. Action yeah. Man, really? They couldn't think of anything yep. better? Ugh, I guess it was the same era as where they changed Ninja Turtles to... Uh, what were they? Hero Turtles. That's right. Really? <laughs> Ghostbusters became ghost suckers. No, that's not true. Well, another interesting factoid about this, it was published by Taxon, which I, I don't know what else they've done, but uh, uh, interestingly, Ken Lobb was uh, heavily involved there. Uh, oh, the club man, yeah. Yeah, the club man, yeah. He, he was involved there until, uh, I don't know if it were at, right after that he joined Nintendo or whether there was another stint somewhere else, but uh, before he worked for Nintendo and then Microsoft, he worked for Taxon and he worked on G.I. Joe for NES. Um, go figure. Before he made the worst gun in GoldenEye. 
I don't think he yeah. made the worst gun in Goldeneye. I think yeah, the worst gun was named after him. Ah, uh, yeah. Take another egg. I, well, uh, you, you'd have to ask the rare guys uh, why they chose the, the crappiest gun yeah, to, to name exactly. after him. Um, read into that what Poor you guy. will. Yeah. <laughs> what should we call it? Yeah. And then now his face was in the game as well. Yeah, there's a lot of faces in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, G.I. Joe slash Action Man. I wonder if it was actually released as Action Man in the UK as a game. Kind of surprises me that it wasn't. I mean, but uh, Wikipedia at least says it's only released in in North America. And I imagine the rights to release this game now on like a virtual console type thing would be horrendous. I mean, G.I. Joe is still a, a big franchise. Do you think they would try to? But I, I don't know. If, I think both the developer and the publisher are defunct for this game. So, I, yeah, who knows how hard it would be? I mean, I, ugh. <laughs> By the way, the the movies, the new movies, right? They are called G.I. Joe. They didn't <laughs> they didn't change those to Action Man. They didn't have like a subtitle of G.I. Joe, Action Man Colon. Unite. <laughs> <laughs> Not Action Men, Action Man Unite. Right. <laughs> no, they did not do that. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I wonder if that... Is G.I. Joe, like, have a presence in Japan? Like, I thought like, the animation, at least, was outsourced to Japan back in the day. Um, hmm. is, is there any sort of... No, I would think, yeah. That oh. would be even less <laughs> okay. popular in Japan than, the, than Europe. Yeah. Go Action Man. Yes. So did they like redub it so they don't say Go Joe or is it inexplicably I like don't know. catchphrases are about I don't, Joes? I don't remember actually watching it to be honest. Um, I guess, was that an 80s cartoon I guess right? I think so, yeah. I mean yeah I would have been. I'm not sure if the, the, the cartoon was actually in the UK. I could be wrong but I don't remember. I mean, I watched a lot I, of cartoons. I think it would be very <laughs> difficult to change the name of that show just based on my limited experience with it. I remember the toy adverts. Uh, I remember the toys, that actually, the action figures of Action Man. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't remember the uh, the TV show. Okay, it probably didn't come out. Because, I mean, every like their catchphrase is Go Joe. So it's like, well, unless you're going to dub the whole thing in British English, I, I don't know how you get around that. With lots of American flag waving and stuff in, in the show? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much actual American flag waving there is. Yes. Yeah, definitely worth finding out. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's the show. Uh, thank you for joining us. We can talk about it in the talkback thread after after the show has gone, gone live. I guess so. <laughs> G.I. Joe was requested by Sunjalos. If you'd like to send in your own requests, you can email them to me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com or you can use the form uh, email form we link on every episode of this podcast and you go to the website. Either way, if, uh, if there's a song, or I'm sorry, if there's a game that uh, you'd like us to use that we haven't used yet that did come out in North America, send it my way. Um, I might use it. Uh, some of those requests from this week were from years ago. Some were from a couple of months ago. So uh, you know, it's it's never too late. I try to I, I try to mix it up in terms of uh, you know 
how far back in the archive I go. So uh, you can hear. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm so bad at this, man. It's also it's early. early. Yeah. Um, James, is there yes. anything you would like to plug? Uh, well, not really. I've already mentioned the Famicast a couple of times. <laughs> if you don't know what that yes. is, it's... Uh, if you don't know what that is, just go to the website or search for it on iTunes. There you go. Whatever podcast aggregator you use. It's one of the four podcasts on this website, so <laughs> it's not too hard to find. It's, uh, it's the only one that focuses on fighting games. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks to Tai Shugit. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been voted off the island yet, apparently. His <laughs> <laughs> day's coming. That, please check out NintendoWorldReport.com for what little Nintendo coverage there is to cover these days. <laughs> <laughs> the latest amiibos. <laughs> the latest on amiibo. Ugh. The countdown to Zelda, which is oh, uh, almost a year now. <laughs> oh, boy. Good night, everybody. Good night.
Splatoon is copyright 2015 Nintendo. Blades of Steel is copyright 1991 Konami. Star Fox Zero is copyright 2016 Nintendo. Heroes of Mana is copyright 2007 Brownie Brown Square NX. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, is copyright 1990 Axon USA Hasbro. So are they like dollar stores, I guess? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's a it's a buck fifty now, um, due to inflation, I guess. But yeah, I mean, dude, there's there's a there's dice all over the place these days. I think. I mean, I was in Crazy. Thailand a few years ago, and I know I went to a Daiso there. <laughs> so they're they're expanding. But uh, that was a pretty lame Daiso. The one the ones around here in the South Bay of California, or at least SoCal, are fairly true to. Yakuen stores in Japan. Are they actually Japanese stuff there, or is it just you know American stuff, cheap? No, no, it, it's it's pretty authentic. I mean, it's not like super crazy Japanese. I mean, they got lots of like you know cheap dishes and you know the cheap utensils that you can use for kitchens that will break <laughs> after two uses and um, you know so maybe, notebook, maybe, notebooks with you know five sheets of paper in them and. <laughs> usual so, stuff so if, if americans come to japan they can't just buy all their souvenirs there anymore because people are like well you can just get this down the street it depends on where you live i mean you have to understand uh, where i live there's actually a pretty large japanese community directly serving the japanese americans yeah i like it new barrel roll damn it that shield is absorbing the laser <laughs>